Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When we go to see the GP after we've had a baby, chances are you're going to get the baby a checkup. It's rare that you think about your own health needs when you go in to see them. But actually, your health, physical and mental, is just as important as that of your child. And we shouldn't forget about it. GP Alicia Thornton-Benko is based in Sydney, and she sees a lot of new mums, and checking on in on their mental health is something that she keeps an eye on. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Well, thanks, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Can you tell when a mum comes to see you about their baby and you're looking at the baby going, everything's fine, but actually it's you I need to see? Oh, definitely many times over. I mean, we have those recommended six-week baby check, but there really is also a six-week postpartum check. And sometimes that might be done in the hospital environment, depending on how you've had the baby. And that's really important. But I always recommend, in addition to that, that you see the GP at six weeks as a mum. But certainly at any postpartum sort of checkup, whether it is just the focus initially for the baby, it is really important and the GP is looking out for, for mum as well. And I hope that mums do feel that it's a safe space where they're not going to be judged and where they can actually really say genuinely how they feel because life has taken a turn upside down and yes, you hear it all the time before you have the baby and you never quite realise it until you're living it. And, um, and there can be a lot of guilt associated with different experiences and feelings and it also depends on the birth experience and expectations and the support networks so it's really important that um, mums recognize that it you know we need to address how they're feeling and dads too. I remember after having my children I probably felt a bit battered and bruised in, in every way, yes. just, you know, yes, <laughs> physically and emotionally. Yes, yes. Uh, should the first step? Should mums be thinking first step, six week baby check? But let's just look at our bodies too, because I think I just assumed it was going to hurt. I just had a baby; it was mm. going to hurt regardless, um, and that I was just going to be on the mend. Of course, I got the checkups um, with the midwives, etc. But I just figured this is just part of it. Is that something we need to kind of shift our thinking on and go, actually, let's get the GP to have a look at us and see that everything's okay, even if it does hurt and even if we think we're just on the mend? I think so. I really think so. I mean, and doesn't have to wait to six weeks either. It can be very, very early on at any time. The door is open. Um, and I think it's really important because it's hard to know. Everyone's birth experience is different. People have read tons of things. They hear tons of things. Everyone's got well-meaning advice. But sometimes it's really hard to know, well, is this normal? Is this acceptable? Should I be doing more? Should I not? And I really think absolutely, I really encourage women to to come and have a chat to the GP and they can bring baby or if someone can look after baby, you know, briefly while they come in on their own. Absolutely. I mean, it's a physical and mental thing. And yes, there's the baby blues that everyone talks about, which is normally quite initially where you can be a little bit more emotional due to a lot of hormonal changes in those first instances. However, if it starts being a bit more prolonged past a couple of weeks, 
then you also want to start thinking, actually, I'd like to talk about this and address it and just see, is this normal or, you know, can I get some support or just talk about it? Sometimes even just opening up and, and mentioning it out loud to someone who's not judging you in a safe space is enough to actually make you feel a lot better. Why would you suggest that this is a conversation you have with your GP? Because some people might say, well, if I'm worried, shouldn't I go to see a psychologist? Yes, I mean, it depends. And a psychologist might be someone that needs to be involved. But the GP hopefully will see things from that holistic perspective. And a psychologist, hopefully in their line of work, is holistic. But ultimately, they're a psychologist. And mental health, they're not going to be looking at the physical aspects um, so much. But the GP can come at it from that holistic from the psychosocial to the support network to the physical symptoms to the past history, other illnesses or comorbidities, um, as well as from that mental health aspect. So I would definitely, you know, do the initial chat and an appointment with the GP. And then if the GP and the and or the mother or caregiver or father feel that the next step is necessary, then a referral can be made. Um, and there's lots of different options and there's different resources. I think you'll have some links to those as well where people can look up and do a bit of a self-check also. But in addition to that, I still think go and see the GP. A GP can take their um, patient through a mental health check. Yes. What is that and how does it work? So there's the formalised mental health checks and there's a couple of different scores. Um, we use a particular one with Edinburgh scoring, but it, it, it doesn't really matter so much. But it's also just talking to the mum or the patient <laughs> um, and basically we just want to see the, the particular questionnaire that we use a lot pertains to the past seven days and it's a little checklist of particular questions there's a score and that gives an indication to both the GP and the patient um, which is a standardised comparative thing however um, the GP is really looking at you know what's the functioning what, what's going on for this particular person this particular mum are they crying or behaving in more irrational or irritable ways than they normally wouldn't? And are there genuine, well, there's always a genuine reason, but can you sort of validate the reasons or is it for no good reason, as we say? And so it's just looking at other behaviours um, as well, thoughts of self-harm even um, that might be quite frightening, looking at, you know, the whole how you're interacting with other people. So there is a like I said, a particular checklist, but we want to look at it from that holistic viewpoint more than just a checklist. We want to see, you know, um, what the relationship, what the support network, what thoughts and actions are going on in the home, how the sleep and lack of is interfering with the functioning. Um, is mum still managing to get up and be motivated enough to have a shower? Um, all of those things, just coping with the adjustments. The score itself, you said it's indicative of, of where that person is at. What does a GP do with that information? So we put that sort of score together with our own findings on, you know, examining and having a chat with the patient. So if someone's on the lower spectrum, I suppose, whether it's the score or just generally putting it all together, then we might just keep 
checking in and just having that chat and that's all that's required or enlisting some extra supports or linking into resources with some self-help or different apps etc and encouraging a support network with um, mothers groups and midwives and community health centres etc right through to making referrals to psychiatrists um, through to psychologists through to follow-ups and getting the the patient or the mum back medication doesn't have to play a role Sometimes it will. It does just depend on the severity of symptoms, how intrusive it is, um, and also will relate to past history, you know, whether that mum has had a past history of mental health or a past history of trauma. So there's all sorts of opportunity to, to intervene on that whole spectrum. Yeah. Well, it is a very good thing to do. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking, oh, I'm not sure how I'm feeling, or you have a checkup for your baby coming out, just go to your GP, make sure it's someone you trust and, and check in to see how you're going. Absolutely. It's a safe space. You won't be judged. There's support available. You're not alone. And the same goes for, for partners and fathers as well, um, because sometimes they're affected also and the communication, there's less time between partners to converse. So, you know, the GP's door is open. Yes, it's obviously much better to have someone who you have a rapport with and know, but hopefully they're skilled enough to, to be able to engage enough and we're there to help. Don't feel alone seek out that that support brilliant alicia thank you for your time today. thanks for having me that's dr alicia thornton benko she's a gp based in sydney and as alicia mentioned she's given us a stack of really helpful links and we'll pop them all in the notes of this episode feed play love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me siobhan hunt I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.